this is Ivanya Easley with The Closet Chronicles. I'm the founder and CEO of Love E Fashion and Style by Love E. This podcast is all about delving a little deeper into the fashion industry by talking with other fashion professionals where they share their story, their journey, and of course, drop gems that you can apply if you're starting a business or trying to grow and scale a business. So today we have a special guest. Her name is Hope and she is the founder of the official fashion row. And she is going to share her story and tell us how she got started, what does Fashion Row do, why she got it started, and of course, what she got coming up next. So welcome, Hope. Thank you for taking time to join us. How are you? Yay, I'm good. Um, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Uh, we met, what, two years ago now, I think? I know it was at Atlanta Sustainable when she was yes. in like, the warehouse. It would be two years in October, apparently. Yeah, yeah. And then we've been seeing each other in all the fashion circles ever since, so. Here we go. <laughs> so, of course, tell us, you know, um, well, I introduced you, but, you know, your whole name, um, your business, and then, of course, what does your business do and why you started it? All right. So I am Hope Anusium, founder of Fashion Row Collective. And, you know, my business really is about bringing, creating community in the fashion space. So um, whether you are a creative or a brand or a consumer or a supplier, whatever your role is in the fashion space, our goal is really just to create opportunities where all these players can connect, collaborate, and engage um, with each other. And our goal for kind of driving and building that community is through curating unique experiences um, that kind of engages everyone. Um, that helps to amplify like local and emerging uh, brands. And it's not necessarily just fashion brands, but I I think anybody that can support the fashion industry, like our goal is to support you um, and create opportunities and activations to highlight you and connect you with your target consumers. So um, that's a little bit about us. So kind of the passion behind it, like my, my current mission is, you know, reimagining what, a connected fashion ecosystem looks like. And I know that sounds like big words. <laughs> like, what does that, what does that really mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, again, a lot of times people think about fashion, they just think about designers and yes. what, like bringing a brand to life or like, how do I get my product out there? Um, or at a base, another basic level, they think about, oh, do you, you do fashion shows? And it's like, well, fashion yeah. is more than that, right? Like yeah. I think about it as the full, uh, the full spectrum of what that looks like from, you know, ideation. So when you're creating something out of fashion to when it gets into the hands of the consumer and there's Mm -hmm. so many roles that um, play a part in that journey. So whether it is someone helping with product development or designing or manufacturing or logistics and distribution to marketing, PR, retailing, tech, uh, I'm like, there's so many players that could play in the space and a exactly. lot of times I mean, people don't know plus industry so there's more than just design <laughs> that part and just labels that everybody's trying to get to but it's like there's so many people that can play in the space and when I talk to normal people <laughs> say normal Not people, normal people. <laughs> <laughs> all the commoners out there no. <laughs> the peasants no, no when laymen, I, laymen, people that are not in the industry. <laughs> when I talk to non-fashion people, that's what I meant to say. 
<laughs> you got me out here in trouble. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, to be a creative, it is a little bit eccentric. It is a little bit out of the box. <laughs> I mean, I've had people tell me straight to my face. So people pay you for that? Yeah, right. Yeah, they don't do it, actually very well. Thank you very much. <laughs> because I've been, I've settled, you know, uh, I've been in the <clears throat> fashion space in and out for several years. Yeah. Um, but I've also been in corporate and industry, you know, like, you know, corporate industry. Yeah. <clears throat> it's two different worlds. Uh, yeah. And, and it's even a different world in the world of creatives. So, like, fashion is its, its own unique industry and community and society that the moment you talk about it, people kind of, if, if it is people outside of fashion or even outside of creative, they kind of just check out because it's like, this doesn't apply to me, yeah. right? I don't see where I can fit in because I don't dress fashionably or I'm not trendy yeah. or yeah. whatever, whatever, right? But when I have those conversations with them and I talk about like, but what is it that you do, right? This may yeah. be a, a data analyst or something. Yeah. Like, okay, well, you're, you can help brands understand their customer insights and how to, you know, what products they need to be thinking about pushing based on the data that they're collecting. Like, and then that kind of hits different, like, oh, okay. <clears throat> I didn't think about fashion being more than just garments. Right? Yeah, it's it's exactly. the business of fashion. So, um, yeah. no, I love that. I love that. And um, what inspired you to get into fashion or how did you get your start? What's your, your origin story? Um, so me and my sisters, we, we started a clothing company back in 2010 <clears throat> and my, um, I have two sisters, excuse me, <clears throat> I have two sisters and one of them, she would always sketch and design stuff and, you know, our family is Nigerian. So if you know anything about the African culture, culture, we make a lot of our clothes. Like it's just having a tailor is standard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you design stuff and you create them. Yeah. Um, so she was really good with that. And it's like, you know what, you make amazing designs and we feel like we want to make this into a business. <clears throat> and um, so we just said, okay, let's make that happen. A friend of ours, <clears throat> she was a model and she was like, oh, there's this African Fashion Week in New York. You guys should apply. And we had nothing, like there was no line, nothing. And we said, <laughs> okay, let's do it. Um, and that was kind of the debut of our, our clothing company called Chianu. Okay. And um, so we literally was just, uh, I don't know how many dollars we had in passion and we created this line. I don't even know if it was really cohesive, but beautiful pieces were created. Mm -hmm. um, and we showcased our line at uh, uh, Africa Fashion Week in New York. And the feedback was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. People were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. How can we carry your pieces? And this, that, the third. And we're like, we have no clue because we, you know, this, we're just getting started. We don't even know yeah. anything about the production process. We're not yeah. in the fashion industry. We just have passion and we yeah. went forth in that. And so, you know, I spent the next seven years um, you know, we spent the next seven years building our business and mm -hmm. um, then getting to the point where we were trying to scale it. <clears throat> I start working on it full time, going to China, back and forth to New York, trying to produce this line and all this stuff, partnering with other like uh, another global marketplace, doing pop ups. Uh, they, were, they did pop ups in different cities every uh, every couple of weeks. And so it was living the dream like, oh, my gosh, this is our vision. Yeah. <clears throat> and then. Um, 
we found out we were working with a local manufacturer and um, it, it was a lot happening in that season, but we realized that they couldn't keep up with where we were trying to go. Like the quality started diminishing um, and things just, just manufacturing just started to fall apart. And I was like in the final year of my grad program, like midterms, and I'm like, I can't solve this problem right now. <laughs> it took me a year plus to find this manufacturer. I can't solve it. I'm going to wait a couple months when I graduate and then I'll do something about it. And when I graduated, I was burnt out. <clears throat> and um, yeah, so I, we kind of put it on the shelf. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, it, was, it was a bit challenging. Um, and I got to this point where you know, this was like my retirement plan. I, I, I saw building Chianu and taking it all around the world. Um, but the challenging part was just not having the right resources or knowing the right people to make it easier. I'm like, people can wear clothes since Adam and Eve. It can't be that hard, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but why is it so difficult? And at that time, I don't think Atlanta was really a fashion. Yeah. So you couldn't find the resources like you wanted to be able to pursue it at that time. Oh, 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 shoot. Maybe her phone rang. Oh, hold on. Who in the industry, so. And you think at the time to be able to help you as far as resources to keep the line going? So you put it on pause? Yeah. So at the time, I just, I don't think Atlanta was ready or they didn't have all the resources that they do now mm -hmm. um, to support the fashion industry. And so I ended up putting it on pause. Um, I had a lot going on, but fast yeah. forward, you know, to 2021, um, it's kind of really what inspired building Fashion Row Collective because I felt like no one really should be able to, no one should have to put their dreams yeah. and passions on hold because they don't have access to the right community or the right yeah. resources if they don't know the who's who. Um, yeah. And that's really why Fashion Row Collective was born. When I spoke to a lot of players in this space, they said, we just lack community. Like, I'm not looking to build something that's like New York or LA, right? I'm, I know that we have something unique in Atlanta yeah. Um, what people are looking for is just connection. Um, and so that's kind of the foundation of our platform is to eventually build a platform centered around um, community in a place, a digital platform actually, um, centered around community where people can connect and collaborate. Um, and, and that's why we also do experiences because there has to be a way to engage that community. And so, um, yeah, that's been my passion and uh, however I can support people achieving their dreams and putting them on like that's my goal awesome awesome now when you decided to start fashion row and even i guess you know work on this platform and building this community what was i guess your first steps or what would you advise someone else that is looking to get into the fashion space as a new fashion professional and not necessarily a designer but just someone who's like oh you know i love fashion i really want to be involved mm -hmm. some kind of way what would you suggest be some of the first steps? <laughs> Shameless plug, I would say, come to one of our events and uh, meet <laughs> meet other <laughs> meet other uh, folks in the industry or that have a passion for fashion. But um, honestly, I would just say you have to get out there. Yeah, you have to get out there, meet people, network. 
um, when I tell you, and I'm I'm paying for it now because I'm, I'm I'm mad tired, but um, I've done my fair share of events. I know you know that because you are one of the event queens as well. So <laughs> yes, I just saw you last week. <laughs> <laughs> that part, um, but no, you have to get out. Like I didn't know really where to start, so I just yeah. started. You know, I looked up all the key fashion events happening in the city yeah. um, and just showed up yeah. <laughs> and started talking to people and follow up with those people and they're going to invite you to another thing that they know yeah. about yeah. Um, and it just keeps going and it took a lot of time investment yeah um, you know um, but that's the, the best way to to, to, to get in. Atlanta is pretty small. If, if, you're, if, that if part, you're really thinking about Atlanta, <laughs> you do pretty much. Um, and so the events and the circles start to overlap and you start seeing, you're, you're able to start building that level of rapport. Yeah. I've seen people that just say, Hey, this is what I'm interested in. I want to get into this. And someone will say, Oh, you need to connect with this person. And yeah. there you go. Um, exactly. So it's really just a, ma- a matter of being visible and being present. Agreed. Agreed. Are there any books, podcasts, TV show, movies that you would advise anyone to watch um, that has helped you? I always say all three or four because everybody learns differently. So different mm. things may work. for different. I like all of the things, books, podcasts, movies, all the things. But just based off of you personally, have you found any podcast books or movies that you felt was like oh you should watch this if you're in the industry or wanting to be in the industry you know that's a good question <laughs> I'm, I'm like the <laughs> worst person to ask that question to because I don't keep a repository of all those things for whatever reason those are the things that just don't stick in my head <laughs> um but I don't know I don't know if I have one um well, I'm more of a learn by or a podcast person or a movie or what I listen to podcasts, but it, I try not to. I don't listen to like business podcasts because I feel like I need a break from learning because I feel like I'm always learning. Okay, <laughs> so well, how I'm are you learning? Like podcast, better question. How how yeah. are you learning? I'm more of a learn by doing kind of person. So I I'm, I'm a builder. So I kind of just have to. For me, this is <laughs> me personally, I kind of just have to dive in the deep end. Like I I. I have to figure it out. Like growing up, my mom would tell me that I used to like break all her watches and all this stuff and the clocks. But she's like, what are you doing? You're like, I just want to see how it works. You know, like I legit am still that person. Like I like to get into the weeds and see how things work. Um, So I just have to dive in. (laughs) Um, I don't know what I don't know until I have no choice but to figure it out. Um, So that's how I typically work I I've suffered from like this analysis paralysis and overthinking and trying to do too much research that you don't pull the trigger and just do something um so I research enough to do what is my next step that's kind of how and so whatever that form of research is whether it's watching a video or whether you know having a conversation it just organically takes its own form but it's enough for me to take that next step and keep going but when you're researching, since you're not podcasting or reading, you're just doing the research of trying to figure out, okay, I think I want to do this. Let me just do some research in this area to kind of give me some guidance. Yeah, I, I, I um, yeah, I'll, I'll Google a lot of things. I'll look at things on YouTube. I'm very visual. 
Yeah. So I try to, if I see something, it gives me inspiration to like dig deeper. So I try to find what I see in my head yeah. um, and just research around that um, just for that inspiration to see something, you know, I think exposure helps like yes. being exposed to things that you're normally not exposed to, then it kind of expands your ability to be creative. Um, yeah. So I just try to put myself in those environments where I can stay creative and be challenged to be creative. I love that. I love that. What is, I think, a com- what do you feel like is a common myth of being in the fashion industry? Um, a common myth about being in the fashion industry is, um, and let's see if wrong, let me not say that one. <laughs> know that people can be that the the industry can be like pretentious and elitist and there is definitely some of that yeah um but I've I also meet more down-to-earth people that are just really out there like legitimately out there wanting to support you know every I can't speak to everybody because everybody has their drivers but um it really is a place that like I said before I think everybody can fit into right? You don't have to be the fashionista that's trendy from head to toe, right? Like you could be, you know, whatever your expression is, um, but still have a contribution to the industry. And so I think just being even a creative of any form helps. Um, But yeah, I think it really is an industry that any and everyone can truly be accepted in. Awesome, awesome. And what do you find is one of your biggest challenges navigating this space? Uh, um, <clears throat> it's different. <laughs> it's different. Like, as much as I'm a creative, um, I grew up in corporate. And so I know corporate very, very well. And it's so different from the creative industry. You know, like... I was very successful in the corporate realm. Um, and it's kind of like, oh yeah, I could just take those same skill sets and I can bring it over to the creative space. Nah, <laughs> it doesn't work. Like it doesn't work. And sometimes it's just, um, you have to, it's almost like you got to learn how to walk, you know, again, or just you kind of have to learn basic stuff over because mm-hmm. it's a different environment. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I didn't grow up in fashion. Like I'm, I'm, don't know all the fashion history and all the designers like it's just something that I love um but there's people that can like you know knock me out of the water when it comes to like all things fashion I'm like I don't don't know who that designer is I probably should um but I I'm okay with that right like I don't want to be so in the industry that I can't see bigger and I can't think outside the box beyond what is always being done Um, and so it keeps me thinking outside the box. It keeps me thinking differently from a different perspective. Um, but, but still having to learn the industry and it's, it's very unique. It's challenging at times. I'm like, I don't know how, what this is, but I'm gonna figure it out. You know? Yeah. Um, I keep trying. (laughs) It's kind of trial and error. That's what's up. I mean, you gotta be open to learning and none of us know it all. Even ones who might have more experience in different areas. Everybody brings mm-hmm. something different to the table, and that's the great thing about any industry or um, 
anything that you're in are involved in. Everybody has their strengths. And it's just about, you know, partnering with people that have what you don't and you bring what you bring to the table and it all, you know, makes sense. Right, right. Absolutely. I love that. What is your favorite productivity hack as an entrepreneur? Yeah, let me see. Let me see what productivity hack I need. <laughs> um, honestly, I, it's, it's really simple. I, I, there's tools I can ramble off on. Um, I'm trying to ha- have a bunch of tools <laughs> that I'm using. Um, honestly, it's pretty simple. It's just, I, I write a lot of things down. I keep, it's almost like a mental journal um, of whether it's ideas, um, because I got ideas today. People are like, well, you should do this. And I'm like, yeah, I, I wrote that down. And it's not to be like, you can't tell me something I don't know, but I literally, I would get downloads. <clears throat> I would just have to write them all down. And they may not be for that moment, um, yeah. but you know that at some point you can go back to it or it's going to come back around. So um, being that you're gonna be creative but sometimes you have these creative deserts where it's like I don't got nothing <laughs> yeah. right and you can always refer- reference back to those moments where you had that surplus and you you know you had all of these ideas so as an entrepreneur where kind of your creativity is your kind of fuel um yeah. I would just write as much down as possible all your ideas all your thoughts write it all down I, I can't live without my little one note <laughs> Um, I, I got all kinds of stories in there for days, but it helps me along the way. I love that. I love that. That makes sense. Cause yeah, there is some times where you just, the creative juices aren't flowing as quick as you would like or <laughs> whatnot. So when they are, you probably you should have them somewhere so you can go back and reference it. I get that. That makes sense. And then what final thoughts would you like to leave us with? Of course, I want to know what do y'all have coming up next? What do we need to be on the lookout for? Where can we find you? Of course, when we post, we will tag you as well. But yeah, what's coming up next and your final thoughts and gems you like to drop to the people? Um, so what's coming up next, we have a um, an event. Uh, we're partnering with Global Fashion Exchange. They're kind of a online, not sorry, online, they are an international platform um, that really that promotes sustainable fashion um, through these clothing swaps and exchanges. So they literally go around the world, host these um, clothing swaps or swap shops, as they call it, um, where you can bring your gently used garments, hopefully the nice stuff, uh, and you can swap it out with someone else. Um, and it's really just to drive awareness around sustainability, that sustainability doesn't have to be this catch-all phrase that no one really understands, but you can take some small practical steps to, um, you know, incorporate sustainability in your day-to-day lives. Like me and my sisters, we didn't know this, but back in the day, we, we had something called the corporate exchange where we would swap our suits and swap our blazers for work, <laughs> you know, and you can extend your wardrobe. It's like, yeah. okay, I need your power. I need that power blazer you got. Cause I got this interview and I need to kill it. Yeah. Right? And so we do it all the time. We don't think about it as a yeah. form of sustainability. Yeah. Um, but we're partnering with them um, and a featuring designer, Modern Nature. She is, uh, she's launched a beaded couture line that's made out of recycled glass beads made out of, um, um, made out in Ghana. Um, and so she's kind of debuting her line and um, partnering with another 
company, experience design company called Tomi and Co. And so we're really just and creating, this? this is July 29th. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I was like, Lord, please don't let it be in June. Oh, no, July I'm 29th. I'm just trying to pace myself with the <laughs> I understand. I'm the same place. Um, so we're going to have some key industry um, uh, panelists coming to speak with us from Global Fashion Exchange, Fashion Innovation, or Fashion Week. Um, we have Jeremiah James uh, speaking as well. We'll have several kind of interactive um, activations that you can engage in sustainability, kind of recreate your garments, um, have some stylists on site. Uh, so it's going to be a whole, it's going to be a whole blast. We'll have some brands, eco-friendly brands that you can shop with as well. And at the end, you could do this, um, an amazing, we're going to have this elevated clothing swap. So we want, want your good stuff from fast, high fashion to fast fashion. Um, mm -hmm. And it's going to be a vibe. So um, okay, anything cool. we do will be a vibe. <laughs> Where's it going to be? It'll be at Studio House, Studio House Atlanta. Oh, okay, okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. Well, when we tag you, um, they can get tickets and the link and all that is be on your page, right? Yes. Or you can go on Eventbrite, search for GFX ATL swap, and that should you should be able to find it on there. Um, and our website, uh, fashionrow.com. Our Instagram is at official underscore fashion row. Uh, any of those places you can find us, you can find more information about our event, and we would love to see you there. Awesome, um. awesome. <laughs> Thanks. I'll be doing the same thing to get my ticket as well, but at least I got time. Yeah, and that part. It, I, have, uh, I just looked at the calendar and I was like, dog, I got to be out for the next five days straight. It is June already. Like, let's, let's, let's reflect on that for a moment. <laughs> yeah, it is, which is the halfway mark of the year. Half the year is already about to be. Oh, gone. my God. Really? It seemed like it just started like two months ago. I tell you, this year is, is crazy, it's but quiet. so much happening. <laughs> yes, it's going by fast. Well, I'm excited to um, go and attend the event. It sounds like it'll be a good time. Did you go to the, um, what was it, the Earth, not Earth Day, but World something the other day at Ponce? Did I didn't. Okay, I didn't, I didn't either, but <laughs> I just knew it was happening and it was sustainable. So I was like, well, let me ask. I know. I, sh I should have, but it was the day after the other tech Render conference. Stuff, yeah. So I was just. Yeah, I oh, was God. tapped out. Um, I had to pace myself, so I can't go to everybody's everything. But I definitely right. always try to go to everybody who support me. I definitely go and support them back. So Absolutely. I make an extra effort for people who support me. So I'll definitely be at y'all's. Uh, but I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's that's my big motto. Time is a commodity, and so I don't have it to give away to everybody. But I'm definitely gonna always make sure I give it back to the people who give it to me, because it's all yeah. about supporting. Whether we collab with each other or whether we do our own things in the same space, we can at least support each other if we're not collaborating. Um, all the collaboration over competition is just about for me at least supporting if we're not doing that again. Yeah, no, and um, yeah, I, I can second that as as that final thought. <laughs> you know, I'm it's really all about the support. Okay, it's really about investing. You know, nurturing those relationships exactly, um, and being willing to to give. Um, exactly. But overall, it, you know, entrepreneurship and all those things—it's it, a tough journey. I, it's not for the faint at heart. You kind of you have to have a resilient spirit. Yeah. Um, but you do need community and yeah. support to do it. Like, I don't see how you can do it outside of that. 
Yeah. Um, and so if you are afraid of building community or because you think someone's going to steal your idea, yeah, we can all do the same thing, but we're all going to yeah. do it differently. And that should exactly. be okay. Yeah. Um, so being able to be comfortable and be free to lean into community uh, as a way to grow. It's I kind agree. of my parting thoughts. I love that. And I think that's the perfect way to end this episode. Thank you again for taking the time to chat with us. Um, and it's funny, you're my first episode since I got picked up by a, a podcast channel. So nice. we'll see how that goes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so they were like, <laughs> oh, we need you to turn in this amount of episodes. And da-da-da. so I have a podcast distribution channel now. I um, love it. And um, promote the podcast to even a wider audience. I did this as just a form of give back to a degree just because you can't talk to every single person that's like, oh my God, you do fashion for a living. How do you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes longer than 10, 15 minutes to tell a story that is about two decades long. So it's like, oh, well, <laughs> if I could have a, a share, a platform where people could just tune in and then talk to not only me and hear my story, but other people's story and see the similarities as well as the differences and all the different kind of jobs there are out here to do in fashion beyond designing and styling. Yeah. And so that was why I made the platform. Well, I love it. I, I do see it as becoming um, a trend where people are becoming more interested in learning. I've seen other people doing their own, uh, you know, hearing from other players in the industry. But I think it is something that's needed. We are also planning on doing, um, creating something similar, not necessarily a podcast, but yeah. a, a place where we can indulge in dialogue. Um, yeah. And so that at some point will be coming out. But I think awesome. people, there is a starvation for knowing more, more yeah. to what you From typically real see. And their right. real stories and real journeys beyond just, yeah. you know, I felt like, especially when I first got in the industry, I felt like one, everybody was keeping stuff really close to the best. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I worked with Diddy, but okay, what was the steps way before you got to that point? Before you right. got to that boy, what was the first step? And it was kind of like, because you just didn't wake up and go do a show for a bad boy. Like, what was it? So right. it like nobody really wanted to share. So I always said when I got to some level of success of like, okay, I actually do this. Um, I would share whatever I could to know because it doesn't take away from what I do or what you do. Yeah, Everybody like brings value and their own little sauce to the situation. So I love that. Well, kudos to you, my dear. I, I, I see you definitely walk the talk. Um, thank you. You, you, you you preach out there so I respect that and more success likewise the same to you and Natasha and like you said Atlanta is so small we're all interconnected so I'm just happy to see everybody doing their thing at the end of the day I love this industry obviously how I got into it and so I can't help but to love other people that want to be in it and love it too because that's what our common thread of nothing else we all got to be best friends but we do all have a love for the industry as far as fashion fabrics how it makes us feel others feel react to us etc so i'm all for whatever is going to push that forward absolutely well thank you so much thank for you. inviting me i had a good time awesome uh, yes i'm glad to share my story <laughs> yes definitely and i'm sure i'll see you soon <laughs> all right love, have definitely. a great rest of the week and chat soon you too ciao bye. ciao bye